0: Welcome to another edition of Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. Today I have a very special show for you. We are going to talk about Kanye West. And in order to do that, I brought in my very own expert, Eric Wendt, of the Men in the Tub podcast. He also does other things with his life, but you know, uh, we'll start there. Uh, Eric, I know my so one of my early memories of you is sitting at a grace university lunch table and you were very excited about a kanye west album to come out i believe it was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy in 2010 and you were just like jacked up about this thing coming out and like you basically had your whole weekend planned around listening to this album and that's one of my first
1: memories of you (laughs) That's a, okay, so this is a, this is a right now all starting to make sense why you invited me because I was like, why does he why does he think I'm some sort of Kanye expert? And then I mean, I am, but uh, I I didn't know that we had that experience. No, I'm actually joking about being an expert. I don't consider myself an expert. I'm just like a probably a super fan.
0: Sure, so, and yeah. that's I mean you know I'm not like an expert on Star Wars, but yeah. I'm doing like 15 episodes on it. So. Um, no, I. And so there was that, and then you made a post on Facebook after this mm-hmm. album came out about about uh, when Jesus is King came out. That kind of reminded me of that yeah. uh, of that story and, and your and your uh, a super fandom, we'll call mm-hmm. it, of sure. Kanye. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just give people some reference. Um, I'll go first, so you have a minute to think about it. Sure. But of of w- what how you came to become a fan of Kanye and, I guess, what your relationship with his work is now. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, the first... I can remember the first time I heard a Kanye West song. The very first time. It sticks out to me incredibly clear. I was at... I was in Norfolk at Nebraska Christian College at one of my... The very early start of my freshman year, so looking at 2005. And... We've got this mixed C D playing more playing pickup basketball with the basketball team because I very poorly played basketball at Nebraska Christian College. And so we were playing pickup basketball before the season started with most of the guys on the team. And so we've got this C D playing as you, you would as you were at that age, you know? And this and Jesus Walks come on came mm-hmm. came on. And I, I'd never heard the song before, I'd never heard Kanye before. And I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. I was like, this is a great song. Mm-hmm. And then and really i mean i thought a great message as well like this really honest look about you know wanting to you know follow jesus but also being tempted by the world and the devil and like this really honest depiction of yeah. of trying to to follow christ and then i but you could also very clearly hear that it was being like bleeped out in certain spots and, yeah. and i was like wait a second <laughs> i was very confused like not like listen I'm a Christian and I swear, so like I. Yeah. But usually Christian music doesn't go that way, right? Unless you're Derek Webb. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But most like, even Christian rappers, whether it's Lecrae or NF or or whoever, right, uh, usually stay away from the swearing. Mm. And then you have this song that is just very clearly preaching Jesus, and then dropping the N word right after it. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) And so. That was my introduction to Kanye West, and I've basically, now listen from G from like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to Jesus is King. There's a few albums in there I'm not a huge fan of, mm-hmm. but I've basically been hooked on Kanye ever since, yeah. especially old Kanye. Yeah. Um. So where did you
1: how did Kanye come into your life? Okay. Well, I would say it probably started in around two thousand three, two thousand four, um, late two thousand three, early two thousand four. <laughs> Uh, I saw, like, I mean, back when we watched MTV still. Sure, yeah. It was still a thing. And uh, they always had, like, their news breaks. Yeah. MTV News. And uh, some VJ or somebody came on and said, hey, uh, uh," it was Jay-Z's producer got a car wreck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, had his jaw wired shut and all (laughs) this stuff. And then in 2004... College Dropout comes out yeah. that had the track Jesus Walks on it, but it also had this track called Through the Wire. Yep. And it's Kanye rapping through his jaw being wired shut, <laughs> you know. And it's like I was so that was just the moment of me being fascinated by sure. this thing. Like I I've always grown up admiring musicians and musicianship and music in general. And so I think hearing like someone was willing to put out a, a track. That wouldn't be as polished as right. everything else because you're like, well, yeah, he'd wait for his jaw to heal. He wouldn't sure, record yeah. this.
0: You could obviously rap better with a not jaw-wired <laughs> yeah. shut, right? And so
1: I was just fascinated about that in general. And I heard the track and it's incredible anyways. And then, so I I started listening to the whole album and sure. I listened to it a lot. <laughs> uh, and, I, and so, yeah, that's just kind of where it started. And I, I think I mean I've probably been a fan of almost every one of his albums for whatever reason. I think that his production is just so sonically diverse from sure. anything out there. Like I think he, I mean he's always he's always setting the trends. Like the yes. like the, the chipmunk uh, voice loop, <laughs> yeah. like hooks on rap songs and stuff. That was kind of pioneered yeah. by him. And
0: like well, I mean he started in the industry as a producer, right? right. So he not only is capable and you know extraordinary as a rapper and writer and lyricist and all these things from the actual you know from you know quote unquote talent side of things but on the production the the back end of things Mm -hmm. he was he was Jay-Z's producer right so he was at the top of the end of that as well yeah and you bring that both together and you know I I say I didn't like a few of the albums what I'll say is they they kind of remind me of like different styles of beer right (laughs) like I don't particularly enjoy IPA, yeah. but I can tell when someone has made an IPA well.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not my particular taste, but I'm like, oh, they did what they're trying to do here. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna drink like more than half a half a one, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, hey, I, I see what you did there, and yeah. you know, kudos to you. And I, I think some of his stuff for me is more in that realm.
1: Right. Well, I think with with my beautiful. My dark, beautiful twist Fantasy, fancy—I always get that. I always there's, say it wrong. There's I like four words, <laughs> and <laughs> there's they go too in many adjectives. In <laughs> some order—it's fine. Uh, but like, I think that was kind of like like this. That was where everyone took notice. I think like at that point. I mean, they they've been listening to Kanye. People have kind of given him, you know, his Adelaide's or whatever. But I think that was where people went. Oh, he had Elton John play piano on a track. Like, right? Like, yeah, he's the real deal here uh and so go- going from that um h- into some of his later work uh even like Jesus, which I think came out in 2011 or something like that and mm-hmm. that one was really I think a very divisive album people were just like "Right, this yeah. isn't the Kanye I like or you know whatever And <laughs> he isn't was, what I signed up for it was very aggressive and very like the, the production on it was just very uh I don't know if you'd want to call it brutalist like it's just like Here's this beat that doesn't seem to match this other beat or sample and like right. so I was just fascinated by the sure. production. Listening to like Rick Rubin talk about how like he couldn't even work on other albums after working on that one for a while because <laughs> he was like it was so it was just so like mind expanding to right. like work yeah. on something so different and yeah. out there. And so I, I admire it for those reasons. And then I think what's interesting is Life of Pablo when that came out in twenty sixteen. It's like Kanye is now. I mean, now that he's had his reawakening, now sure. that he's a Christian, he he is he's he's looked back at that and he goes, well, when I released Life of Pablo, Life of Pablo I thought I was releasing a gospel album. Like, that was his yeah. intentions with that. You know, yeah. he had Kirk Franklin on there. Yeah. And some uh, some other, uh, you know, more, like, the, the tracks, the content had more gospel-related themes. Sure. But there again, with, like, the Jesus Walks thing, you're like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> like, lyrically, you're not quite there yet. Right. Um, but I think you've seen him since his first album. He's always been, like, dabbling in topics of faith. And,
0: well, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is a lot of people who are not as familiar with Kanye's larger work, right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe they just listen to the singles. Maybe they just kind of see him as Kim Kardashian's husband, whatever. Yeah. Don't necessarily... They, they, they come to this and they're like, oh, geez, are they're, Kanye's a Christian all of a sudden? Yeah. It's like, this is not an all-of-a-sudden thing. Right. His, like... I mean, 2004 is when Jesus Walks came out, mm-hmm. right? And whatever issues you may have with the lyrical content of that song, it's very obviously a in my mind a a, a pro i guess a pro christianity song it's a it's a it's a faith based song yeah in my mind and there's a couple other songs on that album that are kind of in that vein as well i, I there's one that's bait that's named after a, a, a hymn i'm trying to remember the name of all fly away yeah, it's yeah all fly away you know <laughs> yeah. like that that's there's he samples a hymn on yeah. on another song you know yeah. And so to say that this is some all of a sudden thing, if you look at his work over the last 15 years, this is something that's been part of his life, mm-hmm. right? And it's played out very publicly, which I think most of us have the advantage of that not occurring. Yeah. But I think a lot of people who grow up hearing about, you know either going to church or hearing about God or, or having some sort of faith from a family perspective, mm-hmm. go through maybe it's not 15 years, but go through a time where okay, they believe this, but they're being pulled another way by their career or their relationships or the world or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe fall away for a little bit and then come back or halfway come back and still are dealing with these other things. That's I mean, if you listen to if you listen to it, his catalog that's what i hear right i hear somebody on this journey and it by no means feels out of the blue to me that he's all of a sudden quote unquote putting out a gospel album it right. almost seems inevitable
1: yeah i think i think some of that <clears throat> i think he's admitted that like his mom raised him like going to church right, and yeah, stuff and he didn't yeah. you know he didn't want to sometimes but which I think a lot of us that yeah. went to church as yeah. kids can yeah. identify yeah. with, right? right? Yeah, growing up a pastor's kid, I get that, you know, same sentiment. But it's one of those things where you, yeah, you look at that trajectory and you kind of go, oh, okay, I could see it, you yeah. know, maybe. I think I think he started to go through some darker times for sure. Like sure. Like around the time of Jesus, I mean, he called himself a god at that point. <laughs> right. He named, you know, his album Jesus, which is obviously a play on Jesus. Sure. And, uh... And so I think, you know, he started to kind of go down this darker road. And by 2016, when Pablo came out, and then even after that, he started to have, like, all these mental health issues. Yeah,
0: I would argue that... He, the mental health issues started to come to light. I would argue that the yeah. darkness kind of lined up with the mental health issues. Probably I, yeah. that would be my
1: that would be my guess. Oh uh, yeah, it's all in the pot, right? right. It's been stirring yeah. and yeah. Been stewing for a while. Usually, just as you know, as someone
0: who's experienced some of the things that Kanye has—not the bipolar, but the anxiety and depression yeah. stuff—that's usually not something that like pops up on you, yeah, right? Yeah, like exactly. that's <laughs> yep. probably something he's been dealing with for a very long time, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and I think, but I think when you're like. He was always a very uh, controversial figure, no matter what. Sure, like, yeah. From, like, you know, George Bush doesn't care the ones that care about black <laughs> people to, like, whatever other statement sure. to the Trump stuff that happened yeah. recently. Uh, and so, yeah, I think... I mean, he, but, like, he ended up in the hospital during... I think it was around the Pablo tour yeah. and stuff. And he said that he wrote down somewhere, I need to start a church. Like, he wrote that down on a piece of paper. Sure. And that was, like... And that's kind of where that, that the idea started, started and, and all that yeah, of, yeah. yeah 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 so um i think the interesting i mean if we're if we want to dive into kind of his faith journey a sure, little bit yeah. like that i think the interesting interesting thing to me is like he has this pastor that goes around with him now on sunday services who like gives like a little 20 minute sermon sure. in the middle of it and this guy is a pastor of like a 400 member church in santa clarita california <laughs> so it's not like yeah. Joel Osteen, right? Yeah, he it's didn't not, go to like a mega church and was yeah. like, hey, give me that guy. It's not even Rich Wilkerson Jr. who married him and Kim in Miami. Like, right. he's kind of a celebrity pastor. It's not that level of pastor. Yeah. So Kanye was like dropping in on this service, uh, sitting in the back mm-hmm. for like on a Sunday. Didn't really say anything. Came back the next Sunday, talked to the pastor, started to kind of form this relationship. Eventually, it led to Kanye flying this guy out to Cody, Wyoming every Tuesday to have a Bible study. <laughs> at his ranch and like and so that's where you start to see okay so he's actually being discipled by someone for like six months yeah so and and so he's had this you know faith transition you know he came to faith and and I think I I think that's that's where the story is makes it more believable for me sure is hearing kind of this background I think a lot of times when people they're either just going to make up their opinion based on previous content. what they thought about Kanye before you know so they hear he's a Christian and they're like No, he's not. Or, you know, whatever, just because of their preconceived notions.
0: You know, one of the most absurd things that I've heard about his quote unquote reason for becoming a Christian or putting out this album was that he needed money. Which like okay, I don't know his financial situation. I know he he's talked about being broke or having this huge debt and getting this giant tax return or whatever. Like, I, I he thought, got saved and he got a sixty-four million dollar or sixty-eight million dollar tax return. That's not how I experience salvation, but I wouldn't have been mad about it. Um, <laughs> he's going to Joel Olstein's church this weekend, so I mean,
1: that's a, that's a th- you know that's a big prosperity gospel. Maybe uh, maybe he can convert Joel while he's at yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I did see Sorry, an article, too. I saw an, I saw an article where they were like praising him going there and saying, hey, this might be the first time that Joel Osteen's congregation actually hears the gospel. <laughs> I mean, might not be wrong, to be honest. Um, <laughs> throwing shade, we're just, you know, throwing shade at Osteen. Uh, but
0: no, I think one of the most absurd things was like, okay, if Kanye needs money, yeah, he goes and he puts out a Kanye West album, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't put out a gospel album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if he's desperate, hard up for money, he calls his friends, he calls Jay-Z, he calls Rick Rubin, he calls whoever he needs to call, he's like, hey, let's print some money. Yeah. You know, he doesn't put out a gospel album after three years from Life of Pablo Mm -hmm. to, you know, and, you know, he doesn't, like you said, put in all this time of being disciple for six months and, you know, doing these Sunday services where, theoretically, he's not making any money off of that. And, you know, like, he doesn't do all of these things that make him zero money to have this big grand plan of putting out a gospel album, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would imagine makes him less than putting out a Kanye West album, with, right? You know, right? And so I found that real really like disingenuous mm-hmm. place that people come from
1: a lot, and they're like, oh, he's just he just needs the money, yeah, because because Christians have the money. It's like people say that a lot, and then you look at like Christian media, and it's like. I don't want to go see God's Not Dead four or whatever else <laughs> no. is coming out. Like the these movies, movies they put out, are so, awful. They're so bad, and it's like, and like I think I think as a believer, that was like the exciting thing for me. And I, that's what you brought up that Facebook post I shared, and I think that was kind of where my heart was in it. It was just like he's like I'm not saying that Christian artists and and um, creators and whatever aren't good or right. aren't creative enough. But a lot of times, they're they're stifled by lots of limitations. Sure. Whether it's money, yeah. whether it's uh, whether it's fear of the other believers judging them for going a little bit yeah. beyond what's the norm, and, and so I think with Kanye, it's like he's got this new thing in his, in his life. He's yeah. really excited about it. He's gonna take like what he knows and what he does really well. Yeah. And then he's gonna put this message of the gospel behind it, and sure. it's like. So all these ears that have never heard the gospel, or at least have ne- been closed to hearing that, right. are all of a sudden listening to this Kanye album, and you know they're just Kanye- walking around going, "Close on Sunday, and then they, they don't realize yeah. what they're saying. They're talking about the Sabbath, and they don't know what's going right. on.
0: Like the- Kanye West opens doors that never get open to the Christian music industry exactly. ever yeah. before. Yeah. Right? And that's... I, I kind of want... Let's take a little tangent here and talk about the whole Christian media thing for a little bit, because... Sure. That's something that I find incredibly frustrating is that so much of it's so bad, mm-hmm. right? And it's almost synonymous with, like, Christian movies. You're like, oh, this is going to be terrible, yeah, right? Or even Christian music, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be real bad, yeah. you know? And yeah. I remember, like, I, I've always loved rap. I've always loved hip-hop since I was a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, because I wasn't, you know, my upbringing was fairly strict in terms of, not being allowed to listen to certain music or watch certain things on TV and stuff like that. Right. Um, you're a pastor kid, so you probably understand that. Yeah. But so like I'm grasping to whatever I can find in terms of like Christian rap in like the late 90s. So DC talk. Well, no, that's where I started. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, like Jesus Gateway. Freak is where I started, yeah. right? Yeah. It is the, the some of the verses on Jesus Freak is where I was my entry point, yeah. right? And then it's like, oh, Toby Mac put out, put out an mm. album, great, you know, yeah. and I'm just like clinging to, there's a group called Illharmonics that I mm. tried to listen to, or like kj 52 and I'm like, just like trying to find rap or hip hop yeah. that I'm allowed to listen to. Some John Rubin. And it, John Rubin, yeah. um, there was a guy named Petity. Yeah, there was, I mean, and a, a lot of it's just so bad. Yeah. There was always like and a little like
1: maybe a gym in there. Like a little yeah, like a little like spark. Like, we're like, oh that's not that's not yeah, terrible. Yeah,
0: I can, I can do that. That hook is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the one cool. I I have to give a shout out, there was a group called Grits. Yeah, grits. That's pretty
1: good. Yeah, their dichotomy albums were great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I'll I'll give uh I think Art of Translation was the album I
1: got. Oh, that one was great too. Yeah.
0: Um that was a good album. Mm-hmm. And that one actually made some crossover, yeah. you know. And that's, it's, it's sad that like that's, if it crosses over at all, I'm like, oh, this isn't
1: terrible. Yeah. Right. The secular world has approved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. It's <laughs> like, like it's oh, Switchfoot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, we have Switchfoot. Yeah. you know? <laughs> and so it's, I think I come from a similar place as you when I see Christian music or music that is uh, from a place of faith that's good and quality, I get really excited because yeah. I've experienced so much of the bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. And I I guess I've never really thought about why it's so bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, obviously Kanye West is more talented than most people, like almost everyone. Yeah. So I don't expect it to be Kanye
1: West. I mean, according to him, he's the greatest artist living or dead. So. <laughs> I don't know that I would go that far.
0: Um, <laughs> He probably is near the top in terms of hip hop artists, and, mm-hmm. and in terms of just like like we talked about before, with the production and the the actual rapping side of it. Yeah. But I just and you you brought up the limitations. I never really thought about it in terms of like the money being an issue. The fear makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't know why else it would be, but why do they? And I, I don't know if you have an answer, but why do they? promote so many things that are so bad i mean there's
1: there has to be like record executives out there listening and being just being like this isn't good well i think i mean so if we're going to talk about the christian music industry i've been like involved on a couple different ends of that um i worked christian retail for like five years of my life and stuff like that and it's one of those things where one radio was king for christian music for a lot of years yeah and it's a very, like, sterile sound. Yeah. And it's, like, it still is. Like, it's not king anymore, but it's still it's still the same sound. Like, right. you turn on, like, a, a Caleb or something sure. like that, you're going to hear this very, like, <laughs> wow, did a, did a robot make this? Because it sounds like the same thing I've been hearing for 20 years. Right. You know? And yeah. it's, like, uh, and so I think that's part of it, is, like, this is the safe bet. Uh, Christians are just looking for something safe. Because I, I do think, like, you know, like... When you have a family, you're you're worried about what your kids are exposed to. Yeah, and what some, they're consuming. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I think sometimes you're just like, okay, well, Christian music is at least safe, so I can turn that station on. They're not going to hear about booties and things. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. And, uh, and they're so, also not going to hear any good music. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's a sacrifice you're willing to make at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. and so. And that's I think that's what a lot of what it's about is 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 safe. And I don't think I don't think that's what Christianity is about in it by any means sure. being safe. Yeah. But I think that's what our culture the Christian culture has made it because it's about it's kind of that purity movement of like every, right. our puritan movement where it's just like everything has to be, you know, clean and yes. safe yeah. and not dangerous and so I think that's a big part of it. Uh, but then like the yeah I think the money is also a big part of it like Kanye can afford to hang out in a studio and just be creative for as long as he wants bring in anybody he wants sure it's not it's not necessarily that he solely is this incredible musician but he's a, an incredible visionary and sure. so like yeah. he can say oh let's put Kenny G on this track right. and people are going to get their minds blown and never go oh I never thought I would want to hear an alto sax by Kenny G <laughs> on this song with Cliss on a hip hop yeah. album yeah. yeah like yeah. But it's brilliant, yeah. and, and so it's like that's. I think that's where that's where his real talent is. It's sure. like in that, and like he's a visionary, and he can just bring that stuff together. And then when he has the resources to just call up Elton John and say, "Hey, come to Hawaii or wherever he was yeah. recording that yeah. album," like that's there's a difference there. And so I think, yeah, now that you're hearing that with like a more positive gospel message, then that's yeah, it's just really cool.
0: That's interesting. Um, so. Let's talk. What is we'll kind of switch tracks here a little bit. Sure. What is your let's say previously to Jesus Is King, because we'll take that we'll talk about that separately here in a second. What was your favorite Kanye West album up to that point? (laughs) The last one that came out. Like (laughs) I don't know. It's hard because I. Okay. Let's not say favorite. Which one had? Which one had? I guess the most influence over you. Sure.
1: Okay. I don't want to make
0: you, like, pick your favorite child or anything. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Like, like fantasy is just so good that it's hard for it not to be... Sure. It's got so many bangers on it. It really does. It really does. It's hard. I I mean, and then... I just, oh, it's like picking a child here. But I, I, and then, like, I'm looking at College Dropout. That's the first, that's your your first love. Right, right? yeah. That that one's so good. You never really
0: quite forget that one. Uh Uh-huh, yeah.
1: And then, oh, my gosh. I don't know. Because, like, I also, like, I mentioned Jesus. And I would try, try to talk to friends into listening to that album, and they're like, I just don't like this. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 but listen to where, <laughs> like, you just hear this abrasive, weird digital sound, and then all of a sudden it just breaks into this awesome sample. And yeah. it's like, and to me, the contrast of that album just, oh, it made my, it made my, like, neurons fire or something, <laughs> just like, because it would, like, oh, it punishes you for a little while, <laughs> and then it gives you a dopamine hit, and, like, that, I loved it. I just, I loved the experience of listening to that album. It's like Kanye's
0: experimenting on your brain, Yeah, basically. yeah, <laughs>
1: and I I, I literally love that. And then, I, I think with Pablo, the production on that was really great. It was great to hear, like, I feel like Chance the Rapper kind of blew out of that, like, really yeah. bloomed out yeah, of that, yeah. he came to the fore. I don't know, man. You're really making me think. So I have to pick one?
0: Is that what this is? I would like you just, the one that you think was either the most influential or impactful to you? I don't need you... You don't have to pick a best or your favorite. Oh, man. Just, like... Is there a certain one that, like, hit you in a time in your life that was yeah. critical? Or, like, for example... I'll, I'll give you a little second to think yeah. about this while I go off on a tangent. Um, like, I'm a big NF fan, right? Um, he's one of the few Christian rappers that mm-hmm. is actually good. Yeah. Um, his Perception album came out right when I was going through my divorce, right? Yeah. And so that album to me may not be his best album, may not be the you know, his best songs or anything like that, but that album to me will always be incredibly important just because for the role it played in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, like with Jesus Walks, like the story I told earlier. That song's always just gonna just gonna hit with me. Yeah. Because of the way I experienced the way it came into my life. I'm just yeah. playing basketball and I hear this thing I've never heard before yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Um so is there any of the is either albums or even just an individual song that just you have something like that
1: tied to? Uh I think like as as much as I don't like I feel like like the hipster side of me wants <laughs> to like wants to go Yeezus is that right. album, you know? Yeah. But I gotta say, I think the most impactful is has been his newest album. Like, I think just each is time King, he put oh the, Jesus, oh, Jesus is King. King, I okay. think that's that album for me. Like, I honestly think there's so much surrounding it. Mm-hmm. There's so much about like his faith, and like I, I'm looking even at like the, the contrast of between him and like my own faith walk, my faith journey, and the way that like I think as Christians, a lot of times we're like really careful about how we share our faith with others. Sure, And sometimes, some people are too outspoken. Some people are too quiet about it. And I think this album and like the way he's like been in the media and in interviews and the way he kind of just He's unapologetic about it, which is so refreshing. Sure. It's not like he's shoving anything down anybody's throat. He's not telling you, hey, you need to go get saved. Yeah, He's just telling you his experience. Like, this is what happened to me. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't. I think that's where a lot of times Christians have lost sight of what sure. that looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think part of that has just, I mean, if nothing else, it's kind of inspired me to just go, oh, well, you, you know, you can just function in society and be open about this stuff without being, like, considered too preachy. But like, and so I think some of that surrounding the album and just like, like hearing these tracks and one after another, just going, wow, this is, is, is just like filling my heart with joy. Right. So, yeah.
0: One of the things that I think, I don't know if this helped him, but I've I've seen a similar, I've seen a, a similar, I guess, honesty and transparency from him is when he did start talking about his mental health stuff. Yeah. And so I don't know if he was just like, well, I'm open about this. I can be open about anything. Or, or I don't know what yeah. his thought process was. But I did notice a lot of similarities. Like, did you watch the, uh, his episode on Dave Letterman's show yeah. on Netflix? Yeah. I, I thought that was incredible, too, yeah. also. But just his honesty about talking about what he had gone through mentally mm-hmm. and his, uh, his, his battle with his medication where he's like, yeah, it makes me feel better, but it also like neuters my creativity and Yeah, this thing that people that have to be medicated for for mental health reasons go through. Like A lot of people don't understand. It's like, oh, well, you just go get the medication. You don't have anxiety anymore. And it's like, well, it's not that you don't have anxiety anymore. It just takes the edge off a little bit. And then also it takes the edge off of everything. Yeah. Like right?
1: Creative juices. Creative just outlets. Just yeah. everything. Just yeah.
0: drive to do anything, you know? And so I thought that was a really interesting and an honest voice in that community and I feel like he's doing a very similar thing now with his faith and in the Christian community where he's like, hey, yes, this is, you know, what it looks like for me. This is how it happened for me. And he's not out there saying, like, hey, you need to stop taking your meds because it's making you not creative anymore. Same way he's not saying, Hey, you have to go get saved. He's just like, this is my experience with it. You know? And that's something I don't think you see very often. Usually when somebody has you know, a voice in the Christian community, it's always about, like, an end game of, okay, let's get these people saved.
1: Or it's, like... It, or it becomes off as a guilt trip, right? Yeah. And, like, you can see their mission, like, ten steps ahead yeah, where they're headed right. with this. And they've got to get you to that conversion point. And just some random, like, piece of content. Like, it's, like... You can be outspoken about it and, get, like, plant that seed. Right. And that's where I think it works, is, like, you got to plant a seed. But once you... Like, let people come make it feel like it's their own idea to explore that, sure. Instead of just being like, This is what you gotta do, you're gonna burn in hell. Like, (laughs) you know, like that's I think that's
0: really the difference. Kind of going back to our conversation about the Christian music industry, I feel like a lot of the songs sound like they're trying to convert you by the end of the track, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas instead of just being like, Hey, this is. An experience of of my life as a Christian, or whatever. That was part of my issue for so long was that there were no like sad Christian songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like none of you have you've never been sad since nothing's bad has happened you to
1: didn't you. Didn't cry when you heard Christmas shoes. <laughs> like, gosh, that was a sad song. Christmas.
0: <laughs> it 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 made me sad that anyone <laughs> sang that song or wrote that song. And filled uh, me with rage yeah. that I had to hear it. Oh, man. Um, so there were emotions <laughs> with that one. You're right. Yeah. But there was just, like, no authenticity to the music, right? There's no, like, right. real emotion in terms of, like, yeah. I And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy about NF as well as what we've seen from Kanye is just this this brutal honesty of, like, no, being a Christian doesn't fix everything. Like, mm. I'm still depressed. Like, I still yeah. have anxiety. I still have these issues. Like... I still have all these things that I have to deal with. I just, now, am I'm I'm a Christian now, you know? Yeah,
1: I think even on tracks like uh, Hands On, where he's, he had the wherewithal to know that the Christians were going to be the first ones to judge him. Oh, yeah. He says that in those lyrics, and it's like, and I think Christians are always the first to cannibalize their own. Oh, without a doubt. Like, you look at, I mean, even, I mean, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with stuff like the Mark Driscoll thing, and like... Like, different things yeah. where pastors have maybe messed up. Sure. And then it's just, like, the Christians are the first ones out there to crucify them. Well, like, and... A,
0: and that's... It's not even... Man, the frustrating thing is... Like, listen, there are certain screw-ups that I'm like, okay, yeah, we probably need to take a minute and reevaluate yeah, right. the position we've put this person in. Absolutely. But even things like, like the Rick Warren thing, right, where he writes this book... And becomes just filthy rich and famous, mm-hmm. and somehow that was his fault. Yeah, right. Like he wrote this book that helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right, whether it helped you or not, whether it was impo- whether you think it was just fluff or not. Yeah, it legitimately helped a lot of people. Yeah, and he happened to make a lot of money out of it, and all of a sudden he can't be trusted. Yeah, right. It's like, how is that his? What did he do wrong there? Like that's not even a like. And listen, I don't want really to think about his personal life. He may have screwed up also
1: besides that. Yeah. But I remember it happening because of the money. Right. You know? And yeah, not they're going to praise someone like Donald Trump because he made a bunch of money. Right? They're and like, him. oh, he's
0: the leader chosen <laughs> by God. Yeah. yeah. Right? So Despite the like, fact that he might be broke and we just don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> he won't show anybody. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I'm Sorry, not to get political. No.
0: It, you know what? But that's it, a good point though, yeah. right? Like, so you've got this guy in Rick Warren who made a ton of money doesn't take a salary from his church anymore, Mm -hmm. still works there full-time, and the only reason he made money is because he wrote a book that a lot of people got use out of and were helped by, Right, and somehow that is his,
1: that's his downfall? Yeah. Well, and it's like, at the time, it was, I think even with the Driscoll thing, it was like, because he used, he allocated church funds to help get his book on the bestseller list of Amazon. Like that was the whole scandal there and everything. And now, like, in the Me Too era, it's like, oh, these don't these don't look as bad, and we yeah, really beat right. them up for it. And then you got stuff where it's like, you know, these other these pastors are coming out where they're getting accusations of sexual abuse and sexual like,
0: abuse, or you know, <coughs> you know, you hear the people and you know are involved in like child porn or these yeah, horrible, actual right, right. horrible things. And then
1: it's like, maybe you should get upset about this, right? And like, and just you know, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's. I think that's just so much about americanized christian faith and how the culture operates sure. is just yeah. because like going back to the content of the music it's like it's very sterile because it has it, it's like everything just has to be safe and sanitary it's and it just trying has, to paint this pretty picture and right? it's almost like you're the lyrics are just like trying to uphold a standard that isn't even biblical it's just no it's just a societal standard that that we've created because uh, I, don't, I want to pretend that I'm a perfect Christian, so you believe it. Right. So you feel guilty, but then you have to pretend like you're a perfect Christian, so the next person it's feels a, guilty. It's a and pharisaical like, standard. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. It's not a
0: biblical, biblical standard, which yeah. BT Dub, Jesus got real mad about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll just ignore that right. for a minute, yeah. even though we're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about one more album before we get to Jesus is King. Sure. So in my original experience with 808s and Heartbreaks... I was okay. not a huge fan. Really? I was just like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah. whatever. I, Knowing we were going to do this this podcast, I, I went and re-listened to some of the stuff I was mm-hmm. a little less familiar with just to make sure I wasn't missing anything, right? Yeah. And one of the things that stuck out to me about 808 and Heartbreaks, 808s and Heartbreaks, I always put the S on the wrong yeah. thing, um, his album titles are a little tough for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> like I always confuse college dropout late registration and graduation because they're all like school related yeah. and then yeah we already talked about the dark twisted fantasy yeah. how we always screw that one up yeah. but i listening back to 808s and heartbreak i was just like man i don't necessarily love the i guess the lyrics or whatever but the beats on that
1: album mm-hmm. are just phenomenal like i could just they're they're just. I don't even know how to describe well, it. One, there are a couple interesting things about that album, too, and I can't believe I forgot to talk about this album. So I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> how dare <terrible>. you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, for one, it was his first album he ever released that didn't have an explicit content. Oh, so, I didn't realize that. So, yeah, and there's no rapping on it. It's, like, all singing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's singing and it's and auto an autotune. I, yeah, stuff. and I think maybe that's why I didn't like it at first yeah. was I was like, why isn't Kanye rapping? So I remember <laughs> around the time this album came out, He was, I don't know, I don't even think Twitter was a thing then. I don't know, but it was like.
0: It would have been, it came out in 2008, so it would have been very
1: early Twitter, if anything. I think maybe it was early Twitter then, because he, I know he was being outspoken about, he was frustrated because Fallout Boy had a number one album on iTunes. (laughs) And it was like, he couldn't understand why anyone would listen to Fallout (laughs) Boy. And like I remember this, and I, I think later on he went to record. A, he went on to record a track with Fall Out Boy. I listen. Like I mean, listen, uh, like Fall Out Boy. too. You know, I like, like Fall Out Boy, you know, like Boy too. I was always a fan back then, anyways. And and so it was interesting that he was upset about it. But then after he kind of expressed this, it was like his next album took this turn, which was 808. Yeah. And it's like it was like okay, it didn't have the explicit content. It was much more pop singing. Like yeah. it wasn't. And I. I mean, he was definitely experimenting with something. I, th- I really like the way that album came out. I, I, there's some tracks on there that I really love. But I do think it was almost a reaction to, like, <laughs> what was popular at the time. Yeah. Like, okay, how do I tap into what How do I be more are... like Fall Out Boy? <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I think he's probably, I mean, he's a fashion, like, dude, right? Yeah, like, he's, he's got his own clothing line yeah, and his like, shoes and everything. And I, he Supposedly, he makes more money doing that than anything else, which I would believe. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it you, sounds like. You look at like you look at like the Yeezys and stuff that's like that. And that's part of the reason why. Like, I think when he says he's
0: broke, I think like personally he might be broke, but yeah. I think he, you know, how rich people like yeah. organize their businesses and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still bringing money in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, it's he's like, not broke. Like, like regular people yeah, are broke right. you know he's like oh i'm
1: bankrupt but hey check out this bentley i just right got. it's you like
0: know? he's like bruce wayne at yeah. the end of the dark Knight rises broke <laughs> he's not like actual people bro. right yeah um but anyway sorry go ahead
1: well no i was just saying i think with that like you look at like the Yeezys and those the, like a lot of times when, like when that was announced or revealed everybody's like oh these shoes are ugly no one's going to wear them. For sure. And now, like, no. every other company's copying that design. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like recently he showed off these, like, things that look kind of like Crocs. But they're, yes. like, yeah. I don't know what they're... And I, personally, I saw them and I was like, I don't know. But I, I had to, like, check my gut and just go, you know what? In, like, t- two years from now, when everyone's copying this... <laughs> they're probably going to be like, super popular, Yeah, right? and so it's just, like... And honestly, that's, that's
0: how I felt about Yeezys. Like, I still am not a huge fan of the design. That's just not my taste. But... Yeah. I can't deny their popularity, and, like, I don't get mad that other people like them. It's just like, that's probably not what I'm going to wear. Yeah, right. You know? Or a lot of it with his... And that's kind of how I felt about some of the albums, like I was talking about before, right? Like, uh, whether it's Yeezus, Life of Pablo, like, I I wasn't necessarily... It didn't necessarily fit into my preferences, yeah, but... You know, I I definitely understand the value there. It's just not something I'm probably going to go out of my way. Like, I'm not going to listen to Yeezus as much as I listen to my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, you know? Um, Anything else on 808s and Heartbreak? So,
1: no, I just, I love the RoboCop song on there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The RoboCop song is great. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. Uh, But, no, I do, I think it's a very interesting time period for him. Sure. And I think it was experimental. And I know a lot of people hold that as their favorite of his just sure. because it was so different.
0: Well I, and it's and, going back to it, it's very easy to listen to. Like mm, with the beats and just the way yeah he designed on the like the the beats and just the background of all the stuff. Oh, it was I also really like listening to that part of it. It was also around
1: the time when T Pain got really popular. Yeah. And so he's also like in an interview around the time he had T Pain flown out to like show him how to use auto tune. Yeah. Like yeah. they've been using it in the industry for years to just correct vocal pitch. Like, that's right. how they'd always been. It's been, it's, ever since computers almost were in sure. involved with production, yeah. they were able to, like, pitch correct people's voices. But it wasn't used but as, like, a, like a main... An, almost like an instrument. Right, right? yeah. And T-Pain kind of pioneered that. Yeah, he sort so, of invented it. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, let's just... <laughs> he like, does not get enough credit for that. Right, like, <laughs> let's jack with these pitches and make this voice sound crazy. Yeah. And I mean, some of it I kind of love. It got you overused, but, like, but yeah, you'll hear a lot of that in that album because he had T-Pain kind of show him yeah. how to do that or work with him anyways
0: for sure so um uh, but yeah that was one that aged better than i was expecting it yeah to, for yeah. sure um all right so let's get to jesus is king okay i think we're both big fans of that album yeah um for me it was kind of I, so by the time i listened to it it was probably a few days after it had come out so there had already been quite a bit of reaction to it oh, okay and so i, I don't was, know how you did it <laughs> <laughs> I, I was refreshing my phone
1: like every time they said that album was coming out. On uh, The first time I was up till like two in the morning waiting were for just it to <laughs> show up, and then, then it didn't come out
0: for a month. That's how I was with Disney Plus. I yeah. was like, Are we, <laughs> Are, we there? "Are we there yet? Can yeah. I watch The Mandalorian yet?" <laughs> what? Um, no i i was I was in Chicago. I was hanging out with my friend in Chicago, so I just wasn't listening. I wasn't yeah. listening to anything because yeah. we were just hanging out. Uh, but so I get. Back to, or I I downloaded it to listen on the plane ride home, and it just, man, I mean, honestly, it just blew me away. Mm. Like I was just, I was not. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. But it basically, I mean, it it, it blew away any expectations that I had. Mm-hmm. And I think, and you mentioned this, I think there was an authenticity to it that just really spoke to me that yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to hear Yeah, um, what was what were some of the things that stood out to you about the album both, I assume you've listened to it dozens if not hundreds of times by now yeah. um,
1: I, I've tried to keep count but at this point it's gone, <laughs> Like I know it's over 50 both, so. <laughs>
0: both on like initial reactions and then yeah. upon multiple re-listings, what were the things that kind of stood out to you from that
1: album. Are we talking about 1.0 or 2.0? Because he did release a patch. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy how he does this. He did yeah, that with Pablo. He did it with Life of Pablo, too. And, yeah. yeah, he released, like, he updated the tracks. It's very, it's almost unnoticeable to most people, probably. Sure. But he's like, oh, I turned the, I made the vocals louder on this one, and I, you know, whatever. But, uh, so, yeah, I... I I think, like, I was kind of trying to watch videos on Twitter of the listening parties that were happening, like, sure. early on, yeah. catch little bits of it, and I'm like, okay. And I was I was fascinated about it because I didn't know if it was going to be a full-on like full on gospel album, like his Sunday services are, yeah. or if it was actually going to be a Kanye album. Right. <clears throat> and so when I turned it on and I heard that first track, and it's very much Sunday service, yeah, I was like, okay, is this where it's all going to go? But then, like, the next track nope, like this is a Kanye album. And there's like, and I, like part of me, even when he announces, I was like, I wonder if it's going to be explicit. Like I just wanted yeah, you know, know. Like, I, I, I really if, didn't. Yeah. Like, I, and, and, and I mean, I think it, it gives, wherever you are on the, on the language spectrum of Christianity, Yeah, like I st- I, I still think it gives it a legitimate, it legitimizes it to most Christians. Yeah. It
0: gives it, it gives it more mm-hmm. legitimacy as a quote unquote gospel album. Right if there's no swearing in it, I personally yeah. don't care. Like I just don't. Yeah. But I think you're right. It definitely gives a legitimacy to the work. And I think that was in only, that community.
1: Like when I heard that all this was happening and like, Oh, he's, he's a Christian and and this is, he's really seen a Christian album and like all this stuff. I'm just like part of my gut. I was just like, Oh, I'm a little nervous. Cause like yeah. if it's explicit, people aren't going to accept yeah, they're it. They're not like, going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so anyways, that was kind of the, that was, it was good to hear that. Uh, but then yeah, I think when I got to closed on Sunday and it's like this whole Chick-fil-A thing and I'm like okay, well Christians are of course going to eat this up. Yeah. But there's a part where that synth just comes in and I that's the part where I think that's when like kind of like I had like an emotional reaction to it because I was just like this is so unique and I think that people hearing this right now like I, I'm, I just got so excited and I yeah. think like I mentioned it earlier that's where like where I just I realized hey this is something that for one every no one's ever heard anything like it the Christians have maybe heard lyrical content close to this sure but not production value yeah not even close the secular world has heard, knows what to expect from a Kanye album at least production wise yeah But, and they're enjoying that, and that's that gateway, and now they're hearing a message that they've never heard, you know? And so it's just, like, across the board, everyone's experiencing something different and unique with this, and I think that's, that was kind of my first, just, reaction to it. Like, I, like, literally teared up when I heard that synth and that track. I was just like, (laughs) oh, man, this is it. It's happening. Like, this is real. (laughs) I think one of the
0: thing that still sticks out to me was... I think it's in Selah where he's just like literally just quoting scripture. scripture yeah, he's just, just like citing scripture. Yeah, like like, like literally like references. chapter and verse yeah. is just like spitting scripture uh-huh. in his uh in the verses and you're just like, "Whoa." Like yeah. that was you're like, "I was expecting like a I was ex- <laughs> Kumbaya Kanye. Well, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I was expecting I was expecting some level of like spirituality to it and maybe I don't know if I was just expecting like a clean Jesus walks type vibe. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, he's actually quoting scripture here. Right. You know? And like there was like you said, the self awareness of of saying, you know, you know, the Christians will be the first ones to judge me in a album theoretically aimed at that Mm -hmm. group, you know, and and maybe in his mind it's not aimed at that group. Maybe it's aimed to everybody else who who hasn't heard the, the message yet. And so that was those were kind of the things to me that I was like, oh wow, this yeah. is this is a different, yeah. this is a different thing than I was expecting. Um, very it, it didn't. One of the, the other things that I found, I guess, compelling about this album was, it didn't, it got, I enjoyed it more upon re-listening. Yeah, where you know there's some you are like, oh that's pretty good, and then you kind of listen to it a couple times, you're like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This was. I th- I was concerned that my initial like for it was just like, oh, it's a gospel Christian, a uh, Kanye yeah, album. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I, like, kept listening <laughs> to it. And more so than that is, like, you ever have those albums or those songs where you're, like, you, just, like, when you're not listening to it, you are just like, oh, man, I wish I want to, mm-hmm. I need to make time to go listen to that. Or yeah. I, you know, that was kind of, <laughs> I keep bringing up NF, but he released an album earlier this year, mm-hmm. and... I was kind of bummed out because I didn't I never got that feeling. I was like, "Oh, that's it's all right." Yeah. And then I didn't ever I just never returned to it. I never had the like yearning to return mm-hmm. to it whereas I listened to Jesus is King and then I kept thinking about it. Okay. I was like, "Oh, I want to listen to Jesus is King again. I want to or oh, I need to hear this song again or I want to what did he say? What was the what was the line here?" And like I just wanted I just wanted to experience it more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I guess the the best thing I can say about it is yeah. that I had this desire to continue to experience it after yeah. my initial few listenings. Yeah,
1: and I think I think for people who maybe their initial reaction was just like, "Oh, this isn't for me." Sure. Like that's fine, but like give it a give it a couple tries. Like just because I think I think it just comes to you in waves. Like the the way sure. that stuff is. Like I've listened to it on you know AirPods, and then I put the over ear headphones yep. on, noise canceling. It on like the shelf stereo. <laughs> I listen to it on an echo dot. Like I like trying to listen to it on everything. Just get like the little like different yeah. intricacies yeah, out like of in it. In the car, like you you will hear different things yeah. every time just because of the different frequencies that that stuff produces. And I I don't know. I just can I just love just kind of to nerd out on it on the production side of it as well. But. For sure. Uh well that's <laughs> about all I had on Kanye.
0: All right. Was won. there was there anything else that you just felt bursting out of you that you needed to tell I, the people about? You know, time?
1: I was I was sitting here thinking the only thing that crossed my mind was like early on anything that we haven't touched. You talked about conspiracy theories a little bit, like okay. we kind of hit that. Yeah. I don't want to like go all, dig it all back up. Sure, but yeah. there was one I meant meant to mention, and I and I just think I think we kind of debunked like for the most part. This is. A scam, right? Like, we try the, to. The money try. grab, I find yeah. utterly unbelievable. <clears throat> just right. Just because he has better ways to make money than a gospel album. I think the most... Com- if I'm playing devil's advocate... Sure. And, and artists, I will say, are fickle. Like, especially yeah. Kanye. Like, I could see him going back on this, like, eventually, maybe. Like, yeah. Like, maybe he just says, oh, ah, yeah. this isn't... And then he takes another direction. I'm not saying that, like, I'm so pro-Kanye that, like, he can never not be a Christian. Right, like, yeah. I, I, I can't, I'm not in control of that. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I mean, the reality of it is is people, you know, they come to faith. Sometimes they fall away. Sometimes they yeah. come back. Sometimes they fall back away. Right. Like, that's part of the human condition. And I think, for me at least, I don't think you should allow that to take away from... This moment right the now. The album right. itself yeah. and, and what he's experienced right now. Like just because if he falls back away, that doesn't make this less legitimate, right? Like he exactly it's and, and only Kanye knows. But you know the Christians
1: are gonna be like, ah, uh, see, he told I you, told you, yeah. I told you it was <laughs> fake. But I think the most like if I'm playing devil's advocate, the most compelling uh, uh, conspiracy I've heard, yeah, is that so when he went through all like the Trump stuff, yeah, and everyone like a lot of the a lot of the black community was kind of like, uh, uh-uh. uh, not thrilled like, with it. Yeah, him. this yeah. isn't great. I'm not a fan anymore. Sure. Uh, like, one of the conspiracies that I've heard is that, what, like, what's the way you get back into the black community? And it's, like, through church. Sure, yeah. Through the gospel yeah. music. And so, like, a lot of people are just, like, I mean, he has literally got to be just the biggest genius in the world. <laughs> if this is actually his play. And that's his long game? Yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to go in through the churches... Yeah, and get the win them back. Sure, you know the the only th- reason that I would say that's still kind of hard to believe is because like he was in an interview with Big Boy going, pretty much saying I, I'm just you know still pro Trump. I'm still like all this stuff. Yeah, like he wasn't denouncing that. Right. Like, so I don't know. I, I that's just that's just a fun conspiracy theory I had to if, put out there. If but. it
0: were if it were say, say if it were me and uh-huh. I was Kanye. And I had the black community mad at me because of the Trump stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, and this is my plan, right, to get back in through gospel music in the church, right, yeah. which is a pretty good plan. Yeah, I would definitely ease up on the Trump stuff. Right, I would be if somebody asked me about it again, I'd be like, listen, you know, I'm really focused on my faith and yeah. this part of my life right now. You don't, you don't say you changed your mind because maybe you didn't, mm-hmm. but you just say, hey, you know, I'm really focused on my faith right now. I'm, you know, I think you know, God's in control, I'm not worried about the politics, yeah. that type of thing. Jesus is still on the throne. Yeah. Shouts you know. out to John Hood if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You know, you just you just keep quoting the name yeah. of the of the album, right? Jesus is king, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't care who's president, Jesus is king, yeah. right? And you're good, right? Yeah. But he's still, you're right, he's still going to be like, no, yeah, I still believe all the other stuff. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm still going to wear my MAGA hat or whatever, yeah. you know? That's not, that's... If he's smart enough to be like, hey, I can get back with black people if I go through gospel music, he would also be smart enough to be like, hey, maybe ease up off the Trump stuff. Yeah. So, to me, I don't yeah, right. know how legitimate that yeah, is, Yeah, and right? I think in that
1: big boy interview, he was just like, well, you can't, you know, he's like, don't, don't tell me how to think. Like, right. if I want to be a Trump supporter, I get to be. That's my right. Sure. And so, he's still been no, Anyways, that was just like one little no. fun conspiracy theory and to think about. I'm like, glad you brought that up because I did want to <clears> say...
0: That, as we as we kind of talked about, you know, even if this is a moment in his life that fades, you mm-hmm. know, even if this is something that he eventually turns his back on, mm-hmm. to me, and and I think it should for other people, but definitely to me, it doesn't, it doesn't de-legitim- mm-hmm. delegitimize, delegit, delegitimize, it doesn't delegitimize. There it, it is. It doesn't make less legitimate. <laughs> yeah. this moment and this. This work, where I mean, it even says in the Bible, right? Like, identify truth no matter mm-hmm. the source, right? Yeah. More or less. That's a that's a that's a yeah. paraphrase. That's not yeah. you know. Um, that's the passion translation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's the message. <laughs> well, but I think, even, um, but you it? know what I mean. Like, yeah. so even if even if the messenger ends up yeah. falling away, that doesn't mean the message of what he brought with Jesus as King is any less good, any less legitimate, any less of a any less of a voice for Mm -hmm. Faith and I just I know I know people are gonna turn on it if that happens and that really bums me out because it doesn't make (laughs) that's what that happens to people sometimes that's just part of the human condition
1: well and I think I think uh, if he follows through on his promise to go I don't know if you've heard this but I think he did it on the Beats 1 interview he mentioned this that he wants to go back and re-record all of his albums and change the lyrical content to get rid of all the curse words. I had heard that. Christian theme. And I'm like, I don't know how that's even a thing he could do. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that sounds insane. But, like, that's going to be really hard for him to, like, renege on his faith at that point. (laughs) It's like, like, I got to go
0: re-re-record and put those words all back in.
1: (laughs) And, And his journey isn't that different from, like, other well, and artists, like, other art- like Johnny just, Cash, like sure. Conway Twitty, you look at a lot of these country guys, yeah. they all had this same like thing, where they got they got a little older, they found their faith, they started recording gospel albums. I think, was it Randy Travis, who, he's the same way, he won't perform any of his old music live, sure. and Kanye said, I'm not going to perform any of this stuff. You can go listen to it if you want, yeah. but I'm not going to perform it anymore.
0: So well, and... You know, I, you mentioned Johnny Cash, which I think lines up really well with, mm-hmm. with the, the uh, Kanye West story in terms of just, you know, growing up that, you know, with going to church, that type of thing, and yeah. then finally coming back to it. But also, like, that's just people, yeah. right? A lot of people have had the very same journey right. that Kanye has. It just, his happened to all play out in front of a riot. Yeah, it's very public. You know, <laughs> and so part of that's his own doing, right? He chooses to be... As public as he does sometimes, then he sometimes chooses to kind of be a little more recluse when he's yeah. uh, you know, going through certain things or whatever. But that just because it all played out in front of us doesn't make it any less real. I mean, yeah. if anything, it makes me identify and I'd be like, oh, like I've done some of that stuff, or, you know, yeah. nobody was watching me when I did this, but you know, yeah. that seems pretty familiar. Yeah. And that's again, just the frustrating thing about American Christianity. It's like you know, it's the whole plank in the eye thing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're just yeah, we like... figured that out. Yet. Right? Yeah, that, that <laughs> one's still tricky, honestly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we like to forget about those parts, but... Yeah. No, but I, I do think... I'm excited to see where it goes. I think Christians are able to root for him for a lot of reasons. Sure. I think him being outspoken about how pornography, like, kind of led him down a dark path sure. early on, like, he's been outspoken about that as well. And so I think there's stuff, there's tent poles here that the Christians can kind of go. can hold on yeah, to? Yeah, like, yeah, like, okay, this guy actually maybe yeah. is legit.
0: So. Unfortunately, one of those is also his love for Trump. That's a tent pole. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: Eric, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Yeah. Uh, make sure you go listen to his podcast. Oh, yeah, can I plug real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go, go, go. Okay. I was going to plug for you, but you're probably doing well, better. Well, so, so here's the
1: deal. The only reason I want to take over is like Men in a Tub... We are going through a rebranding phase right now. Okay. And it is being erased. So in 2020, look for a new thing. i um, in a tub. The brand is going away. Okay. Something all new. We're going to be a little more live stream, Twitch focused. Okay. Less podcast focused. Got it. Uh, but yeah, you can just follow us on Twitter or something, at Tub for now, uh, and you'll see the you'll changes. You'll get all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I, I'm on another podcast every week. Uh, called Uncomfortable, okay. conversations about culture and Christianity, uh, and it's, um, we, we tackle like all sorts of topics from like PTSD to Popeye's chicken sandwich, <laughs> like all like through kind of a, the lens of uh, a Christian viewpoint. Sure. So, yeah. All right.
0: So you can find uh, Eric on those places, Uncomfortable, and for now, Men in a Tub, yeah. where you'll get the new branded content uh, here in like a month and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So make sure you follow him. I'm sure you recognize the man in a tub name. We had Kyle on here. Yeah, to the Kyle. Shouts out to Kyle. What's uh, up? We had we had Kyle on here to do the Joker a couple. Or I, I still can't know, believe you much. didn't
1: like that movie, Robbie. Listen, okay. It's a,
0: good, it's a good movie. I get that. Like it was very well made. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it is, it's not a movie that you're like, oh, this was fun, yeah, you're feeling like, good about Yeah, I didn't, I, I enjoyed watching it 0%, <laughs> right? Incredibly yeah. well made, Very incredibly tense. well acted, just awful to experience, yeah. you know? And right. I, on some level, I have to enjoy the experience. So you need to watch it, get out in your car and listen to Yeezus, and
1: then, like, your day is just ruined.
0: <laughs> the artist just torturing me yeah. all over. It's like, well, now I have diarrhea and I need a nap. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this has been Heavy Lifting with Robbie Lula. You can find me on Facebook, Heavy Lifting with Robbie Lula, Instagram, and Twitter at RA Lula, on the website, RobbieLularadio.com. And also make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast flat platform of choice. And until next time, we will talk to you soon.